0: I'm sitting in the subway station, Manhattan is my destination. Mm. Traveling on that dirty train, each day I live is much the same. And I think, what can I gain? I'm sitting in the subway station, Manhattan is my destination. same and I think what can I gain living in this endless game Oh bound I wish I was Oh bound home oh, to Yorusha home oh, where my heart is lying home oh, where my destiny waits silently for
1: me welcome To Homeward Bound The show about making Aliyah to Israel My name is Egal Siegel And I am here in Yerushalayim Every week giving you some more great information About making Aliyah to the Holy Land Homeward Bound Homeward Bound I always wanted to sing with it. <laughs> yes, we're here on the Nachum Siegel Network, sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. And Nefesh Benefesh is the address to go to if you are interested at all in making Aliyah. You have to speak to Nefesh Benefesh. They're the people who can help you. And it doesn't make a difference how old you are, what situation you're in, but you can make the move to Israel with the help of Nefesh Benefesh. 8664 Aliyah, 866 the number four and a l i y a h n b n org il is the website
0: Homeward.
1: come home everybody and we have a great show for you today and we'll be right back after this message
2: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh 866-4-Aliyah, 866, the number 4-A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il.
1: All right, we're back with Avi Silverman here at the the great Homeward Bound radio program, or internet radio program. My name is E.L. Siegel here on the Nahum Siegel Network. And Avi Silverman and I have been discussing the area called the Gush Etzion area. And uh, as we mentioned in our previous uh, segment, we are not going to be discussing at length uh, the Efrat area, we're going to dedicate a special segment to that because there's so much to talk about that. Uh, it will come up in our educational part of this discussion, but we have been discussing the different yeshuvim as you drive from Yerushalayim into the Gush area. We discussed in, a, in our previous segment, Neve Daniel, Shvut, Rosh Tzurim, and Bat Ayin. Um, so uh, right now, um, after Bat Ayin, we are going to continue... Um, on our little tour of the Gush Etzion area, first of all, welcome back, Avi. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Okay, so when you when you come out of Elon you mentioned that uh, um, there's this big trempiada and uh, like roundabout, uh, which is uh, the main um, at the main junction uh, called the Gush Etzion or junction, which leads to Elon When you make a right there to Elon and into Rosh Turim, but if you would make a left at that junction, you would hit uh, eventually you would hit Tzkoa, right. And that would be the first major area that you would hit. That's and that's basically you have passed Efrat. words, you have completed Efrat has been on our left side as we drive from Yushalayim. and when you get to this junction, you make the left. Efrat is again on your left side, but there's no real entrance there to Efrat, is there?
3: Yeah, that's the second entrance. Oh, that.
1: there is. That's a, oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Okay, so now we're so we're heading down that road. Efrat is on our left, and we're um, we're heading towards Tacoa. So tell us about Tacoa.
3: Okay, so uh, there are two other. There are two other areas. You actually, you'll see off on your right-hand side. It's a little bit of a different road. Is Malayamos, which is an interesting uh, area for your your listeners to know about. Uh, Malayamos is a Charedi yeshuv meaning everyone who is there is Haredi. It's small. It's about 40 or 50 families. Uh, there are English speakers. They have services for English speakers. So uh, for people who are in the Haredi world who want something that is yeshuv living, a mm-hmm. um, little more open, a little bit more uh, progressive, I guess, for the Haredi world, so Maaleamos uh, is an option just to know about. It's on the website, and there are contacts there for the English-speaking population. All right, just
1: to mention the website, nbn.org.il, has uh, most of the stuff that uh, we're discussing with Avi can be found there at least uh, uh, contact information for people who are the experts in these areas and of course Avi himself is available to you at asilverman at nbn.org.il um, if uh, if I go, okay so first of all Malayamos is a place which has caravans, it has uh, housing both. it has both, both. but it has housing yep. but it, and there's housing available for for, for for sale,
3: for rent and for sale interesting,
1: okay something yep. to check out especially for the people who want that more Haredi lifestyle but want to be out in the, in the Gush and the Yeshuv type of atmosphere. It's very interesting. I never really uh, heard much about it. Okay, so as we go past there.
3: So, I mean, not directly past, but in that direction is Tekoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tekoa is a twin sister pretty much with Nokdim. And what makes these two unique is the fact that they're pluralistic. So you have uh, Lumi, modern orthodox, and secular. Living in the same place, sending their kids to the same school, the children from Noqdim come to uh, Tikoa in order to learn for elementary mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. and then they they go to different places for uh, higher education. But those are two very important uh, um, uh, yeshuvim to know about in terms of a population of your readers who are uh, listeners who would say. You know, I'd like something a little bit more diverse. You know, the Gush, for the most part, is all orthodox. Right. There are some secular people, mostly in Efrat, um, because it's more of a city. Right. Uh, so there are some secular things that are, you know, people who are living there um, and events. But uh, in terms of Gush at Zion proper, mm-hmm. Nokdim and Tekoa, uh, there's actually a Shivat Hezder in Tekoa as well. Oh. Um, there's a lot how of big building. is Tekoa now? i sorry, how many... Uh Tekoa's, uh building—they've um, actually ex- expanded. They're also around, uh, I think, around 1,300 families. Wow! And prices are, um, you know, the same as they would be in other areas of the Gush. Really? And there's rentals. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I, I we visited Tokoa a few years ago. I think it was really it was around eight years ago. Now I'm looking back, it must have been eight nine years ago. Um, I went with my brother Nachum and his family on a Cholamoyi trip. And I mean, it sounds like based on what you're telling me, there's been a tremendous amount of growth there in the last few years because uh, a lot
3: of building. Wow, a lot that's of building They, so, they yeah. also built a road uh, because there are certain issues with the surrounding Arab neighborhoods. They right. built a back road that goes into Tel which is about 15 minutes. Really? So you can go from Tel Piot straight by, by Nokdim and then into Kolo without going through. Is that the, Arab the road villages. that
1: goes near Harhoma, or am I wrong about that? Yeah, it, it will hook up it eventually. Up not, not yet, yeah. though. Okay. Good to know. So, Toccoa has become... Look, uh, I mean, uh, we talked about in our first segment about this uh, area, we talked about how difficult it used to be to get to this area, and one of the one of the places that was very hard to get to was Tokoa because you really... You, you isolated. To, right, so isolated. now you're saying it's 15 minutes from Tampio That's unbelievable. Right, so... It's really unbelievable. Okay, so it's great to know. Now, Noctim... Is right next to it, you said? Right. Is him as big as Tacoa or? It's
3: a little smaller. I have less information knocked in because we haven't had old limb that have moved there. Okay, so let's go uh, back to Tacoa for a second about that. is Toccoa actually of- one of the founders is from New York. Um, and she's our contact for the uh, on our profile for Tokoa on the website in the community database. Um, and there is a, a significant uh, about again around fifteen percent English speaking community within
1: Tacoa. It's really unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm so glad we had this discussion. <laughs> I'm learning. I don't know about you guys, but I'm learning a lot about this area. Okay, so I think that kind of wraps up based on uh, what we've talked about in our previous uh, in our previous uh, segment on gushatzion and on this one, in terms of what the communities are, what the yeshuvim are, uh, their basic makeup. Um, we talked a little about where. The children in these different yeshuvim go to school, but now you would want to kind of put that all together in, in one package. So now we're going to talk about the education of our children when it comes to living in Gush Etzion. So... Why don't you start off and tell us how you, how you want so to So as it.
3: I mentioned in the uh, previous segment, that uh, in terms of children under three who are going to Ma'om, they're both private and public Ma'onim within the yeshuvim. Mm-hmm. Uh, children who are in the chativatzi ira, or you know, the tromchava, the uh, preschools, uh, again, you'll have those on Yeshivim as well, both public and private. Right. Once you get into first grade and then you start having the regular school system, uh, almost everyone goes to uh, the, the Gush into Alon Shvut. So Alon Shvut has a Qiyar khinoch. it has a whole distinct area within Alon Shvut that has the whole school system. Um, the uh, the change that occurred is within uh, Oration. Oratzion is a school. Uh, as I mentioned before, it's our a risk in school system that was in Efrat. Um, because so many more people are moving into Efrat, it isn't able to accommodate the students from Gush Etzion as it used to. So now it's moved sort of a satellite of its own, of its own uh, school, of its own institute, into Gush Etzion. So there's a place for Gush Etzion residents to learn and a separate uh, for the Efrat residents. The Gush Etzion kids can learn in El Rot in Ayin. So last year they opened up the first grade. This year, meaning in 2014, they'll open up the second grade and it will go up to eighth grade. September
1: 2014. Mm-hmm. Correct.
3: All the elementary schools go up to eighth grade in the Gush. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so that that was one of the changes that occurred this year. Uh, within Alon Shvut, in terms of what we call the Ma'amad, Mamlahti Dati system, right. Ma'amad, uh, you have the Khativat Tsi'irah, which is the grades one to three? That's about 630 kids who are learning in that system, and they again they're bus like anyone else. They ride buses with the older kids, but they have their own division within uh, within a lunch food, uh, and then you have the Ma'amad Banot, so it's Ma'am Dati for the girls division, and Ma'amad Banim. Okay, um, they each have around 450 kids within those divisions. Uh, it's interesting. The girls have three special ed. Education classes and the boys have eight, which I thought was interesting how they divided that up. And there's around 30 kids between 25 and 30 kids, let's say in each grade. So that's the system that will take the Daniel and lunch food and Elazar. And um, I mean Tzoko has its own system we'll talk about. Um, but those main areas will learn in the Lunschvut. Okay. And now you have the older kids from from Bat who would also be learning there. The younger kids in will can start learning in Orot Etzion, and there's now an option for the people in Abed Daniel, Elazar, and Shfut. if they don't want to send to the Mahmud of Gush Etzion, they can send to Orod Etzion in oh, okay. So there's another option for everyone. So you see Baruch Hashem, it's going uh, it's up, there's enough people to, to warrant their expansion and it's, yeah, a, and it's all numbers. I
1: mean, it's all it's all because of numbers. There's nothing else, to, yeah. which is great. I mean, the the region is growing, and then and they're providing the necessary education. Um, needs for them. There's Um, another school
3: that's uh, significant for people to know about and that's Reshit. Reshit is in Rosh Tsurim and it's an inclusion school meaning it has grades, it goes up to 8th grade, 1 to 8, and it takes children with special needs, about 15% of the school are children with special needs and they are, they are, you know, part of the regular classroom situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're you're housed in what are called Batim, different Batim within the school uh, address special needs, either accelerated Students or students who have special learning needs or students who um, are, you know, excel in specific areas. Right. And they're able to, to focus on that and to bring the students into a very specialized education. So that's an interesting school. And that
1: services the entire Gush region, I'm sure. Correct. Even at Fraud? Correct. And it's in Roast Surim. Right. Okay.
3: Uh, There's actually people from HMS who also send their kids there. Really? Because it's such Uh. an interesting type of school uh, and because they view education as inclusion as opposed to special ed classrooms.
1: And how are they in terms of uh, dealing with Anglos?
3: Good. Yeah, yeah There uh, I forget the population, the exact number of the population, but there's uh, at least 15% English speakers in the school.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Okay, and um, so you were going to talk about uh, Takoa you mentioned before.
3: So Takoa has a system because, as we said, Takoa and Nokdim are pluralistic. So the school, Achai, is also pluralistic. Right. And it's also a very interesting school. When I was there, I visited it in uh, March, and they had just planted uh, their wheat, Right. And they were going to harvest it and make flour and then make bread out of it. And it's, it's that type of school, uh-huh. very hands-on. Cool. Uh, they have vegetable gardens, um, uh, a lot of uh, music, a lot of crafts. It's a very uh, progressive, interesting school. Uh, until fourth grade, everyone has to have some sort of what they call a spiritual experience you know uh, ruchani starts their day so uh, for most people it's some sort of tefillah mm-hmm. so they offer a traditional orthodox they offer a sort of abridged orthodox for n- non-religious kids who want something that's more traditional right and then they have more experiential something in the morning after fourth grade so it's from f- 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, then they're able to choose whether they want to continue with a formal tefillah or they want to do something else, a project, or things that, again, address the Ruhani side, but all students have to be in a Ruhani setting at the start of the day.
1: So if, uh, for example, um, not in Efrat, but in other yeshuvim, there might be uh, some Bodhidim as we say, some uh, people who are not observant or not religious, however you want to say it, they would go to school there?
3: If they wanted to. Uh-huh. It'd be open to them because it's a. Gush- it would be open to them. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. I, just a side thing. We mentioned the Malayamos, and an, more Haredi uh, um, population. Where do they send their kids to school?
3: They have their own elementary school. I'm not sure what they're doing for high school. Uh-huh. I, I would imagine they're going to Yushalayim.
1: Okay. All right. So it's good to know. Um. And also we mentioned before. You said that there were people from Beit Shemesh who come, to, um, to the uh, Rashid school in, um, in Rose Turim. How how long is the drive for them? Is it
3: about a half an hour?
1: Okay. So that's uh. On now, the high
3: school level, you have that you have a, it's much more common. Meaning the the Beit Shemesh students, who want schools in Efrat or they want the Opanot in Elon Shuut. We'll right. discuss also. There's there's busing. Okay. I mean they have organized busing.
1: All right. So um, okay, what's uh, so the that next takes us,
3: uh, that takes us to what we call Yisodi, which is elementary school, right, eighth grade. So what are the options for something after that? Um, you also have uh, the Talmud Torah in Bat Ayin. Uh, there's about 190 kids there that go from grades one to four. Um, it's a separate boys' school and a girls' school, so that's another option for elementary school if you want something that is um, you know, a little bit more on the Haredi side mm-hmm. uh, but without being a strict Haredi education. Okay. And, and that's in Bad in itself. Um, the Talmud I actually did write down the Talmud Male Amos, has 130 kids, one to eighth grade. Okay. Uh, and I just wasn't sure where they sent their kids for... Uh, for high school. school right um uh tokoa has 470 kids who go to that school wow um and uh, in terms of the the um the higher education. Right, so
1: now we're up to high school in the uh, Gush Etzion area.
3: Right, so there are two of them. Uh, there are two main opanot, which are girls' high schools mm-hmm. in the Gush. Uh, They're both located in Lonshvut. One is called Uriah, and one's called Nevei Chana. Uh, was there first, and traditionally has always been a very high academic school, um, and uh, is looking for girls who are looking to go on to more of a university setting. Oriya opened up, uh, I guess around five years ago. It was a combination of some other schools in the Gush, um, and they focus more on arts. Uh, they focus more on um, uh, personal development and less uh, rigorous in terms of education. Although the girls there can take five point bagrut if they want, uh, you know, one right. certain areas. Right. Uh, but the the nature of the school is it's much more art oriented than Nevechana, which is much more academic oriented. Uh, there's also a, a significant percentage of the population that go to Kirat Arba. There's an opana in Kirat Arba. Right. And that's a partial dorm. So two okay. to three nights a week, the girls sleep there. Um, and that's a place where... Uh, a, a Significant number of Gush girls also decide to attack. How
1: far is it? I mean, uh, for those of you who don't know, if you go straight down this road that we've been describing in both segments, uh, going from Yerusha Line to the Gush, you go straight down that road, you would end up in, in Kyrgyz Arba. Right. So how far is it from, from the, uh, let's say, from the Shvut uh, Junction to get to the Kyrgyz Arba? Probably
3: around 20 minutes.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. So, And those girls, and they sleep Transportation. There. Okay. What about the boys? Are we finished uh, with the girls? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. so that's that's the girls. It I mean, sounds like there's a lot of options. That's yeah, right.
3: and then there's girls who go to Yushalayim. You know, all the high schools in Yushalayim, I think less go to Beit Shemesh. I, I, I'm not familiar with um, numbers of girls who are in the Gush who are going to Beit Shemesh. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the boys, the only real high school for the boys in the Gush is Makor Chayim, that's our Steinzaltz. Right. That's um, in Efrat, right? No, it's in the Gush. It's also in... Uh, in al Um... Or outside of the Kiryat Hinoch eh? No, I think, uh, I, th- I want to say Rosh Surim also. I have to remind okay. myself, I'm sorry.
1: What's it called again? Mekor Chayim. Mekor Chayim. Okay.
3: Um, and the elementary school for Mekor Chayim is, is in Jerusalem. Um,
1: right, in, right, right. In the Baca area, correct? Right. So am um, is, is about
3: 290 boys who are learning there.
1: That's the only high school um, of
3: the Gush. Now there are three other high schools in Efrat.
1: Okay, so we'll discuss those. But the-
3: but well, it's important to mention them because boys in the Gush go to those high ah, schools okay. as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, one is dorm. The two the two others aren't dorm. But the the, the boys in Gush Etzion also go to the schools in Efrat, which is just across the road, right. as well as going to high schools that are in Jerusalem. Uh-huh. So it's not unusual for uh, high school students to be able to go to high schools outside of the Gush area and then Yerushalayim proper.
1: Uh huh. Okay. And when you say it's a, a dorm school, the, the the one school in the front that's a dorm school is Mekor Chaim also a dorm school? Yes. Okay. And the school that is a dorm school in the what's that called? Do you know? The uh, um, okay. okay. So, so um, are there a lot of kids from outside the Gush area that go there? If it's a dorm school,
3: uh, I would I would say there's a lot, but it's open. It's open to them. Okay. It's open to them.
1: All right. Well. As usual, I think, anything else to wrap up this uh, this part no, in terms so of uh, education? You
3: know, there's a lot. Uh, usually registration for the lower grades is January, February. Mm-hmm. Um, for um, for high schools, uh, kids are registering as they would across the country. Basically, the end of November, they're applying to high schools. December, they're getting their acceptances. Right, but it's
1: important to note that uh, um, if someone is planning on Aliyah now, um, it's something which is very, very important. And if you're planning on going to the Gush area, wherever you're going to be, um, now it's uh, we're we're talking about the end of April already, uh, beginning of May, uh, when these when these segments will air. So you really have to uh, try and work as quickly as possible to get your kid into any type of school. Uh, that's one of the priorities in terms of making L.E.A. right now.
3: Right. I mean, it, again, if any of you viewers are thinking of coming at this point. Uh, you would have to be in touch with coordinators. Um, Julia is the coordinator for Gush Etzion. Her m- email address is just Julia J U L I A at gush-etzion.org.il. I can also send it to your listeners. But she's the one who helps all of our lim in terms of their overall culturation into the community and specifically with education. All right, so it's
1: very important to know. So um, there's summer camps
3: also. There's a uh, there's open programs for the kids during the summer. Um, They also have uh, workshops once a week that they can get education, you know, free tutoring uh, within the Gush area by volunteers. So, you know, Julia's really set up different programs to make sure that the the kids, aside from what they're getting with the Ministry of Education, are getting things from the the municipality.
1: Okay, excellent. All right. As we mentioned before, what we've been doing for the last two segments with Avi Silverman is uh, going over the Gush Etzion area, and we have not concentrated on Efrat other than um, some educational issues and just uh, as, a, as, a, as a mark in terms of you know, knowing where we are in the Gush. We will dedicate a, an entire segment to Efrad because of the size of Fraud and everything that's involved there. So we just felt that it was important to separate that out. But again, any questions that you have on the Gush Etzion area in terms of uh, making Aliyah to that area and, and all aspects of the housing, education, etc., cetera, Avi Silverman is available to you. The easiest way to get him is through email asilverman at nbn.org.il. That's asilverman at nbn.org.il. And say it again. <laughs> Do we have more time? Yeah, sure.
3: Um, there are just two other things that I wanted to to throw out there. I think they're important. One is in terms of employment in the area, ah, and okay. the other is the the social aspect. Um, most of the people who live in the Gush area are working in Jerusalem. That's their the main location. There is some employment within the Gush itself, and there's a whole network of people who are doing home businesses within the Gush. Right. Um, there are uh, groups of men and some women who end up going to the Beit Shemesh area take the train and go to Tel Aviv. So if you have a good job offer in Tel Aviv and you don't mind the commute, which would be that sort of half hour drive from the Gush to Beit Shemesh, plus an additional say 45 minutes from Beit Shemesh by train to Tel Aviv, so that would be an option in terms of work. Um, but that's really where the the main centers are. Okay, um, to know The Gush itself, unless you're doing uh, home businesses. And the other uh, that is an important area of living in the Gush is the Matnas, the Jew, the JCC of the area, which is in Alon Shvut. Um, has programs for all ages, uh, not only just children, but for parents, for seniors. Oh, There's a senior adult group within Alon Shvut um, that has activities and goes on trips with the the retiree population. Oh, that's great. Uh, they know. also have an, a pool. So the pool is indoor. Mm-hmm. So it's an indoor pool within in uh, a lunch the people are able to use. So those are things that uh, that are significant in terms of the overall quality of life uh, within the Gush area.
1: Oh, that's great to know. I appreciate it, Avi. Okay, thank you very much, Avi, as usual, for um, your tremen- you're a tremendous resource for our Olim, and we appreciate everything that you do in terms of putting together all this information. Again, a lot of the information that Avi has uh, given us over the last two segments when we talk about Gush is on the website at nbn.org.il. And if you have any specific questions or if you want to get to somebody who you think can answer your questions, the address is asilverman at nbn.org.il. Avi, thank you again for, for everything that you do for our wonderful show, Homeward Bound. My pleasure. Okay. Um, this is Egal Siegel for Homeward Bound, and we'll be back right after this message.
2: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-Aliyah, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H, number or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il.
1: And that wraps up another great edition of Homeward Bound here on the Nachum Siegel Network. This show is sponsored by our good friends at Ephesh Benefesh nbn.org.il or 866-4-Aliyah 866 the number 4 and A-L-I-Y-A-H You can be in touch with me, Yigal Siegel at Yigal, Y-I-G-A-L at nachumsegel.com Ask me any questions you want, any Chris, that you have and any type of uh, specific guest that you want, any type of specific discussion here on Homeward Bound. Let us know. Once again, this is Egal Siegel for Homeward Bound here in the Nachum Siegel Network, and thank you so much for listening.
0: An endless stream of disappointment Broken dreams Mm. And each day looks the same to me Assembly lines and factories And every stranger's face I see Reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound I wish I was And He waits silently for me Tonight I'll sing sad songs again Lament this world of pretend Mm -hmm. But all my words come back to me This life of mediocrity Like emptiness in harmony I need Hashem to comfort me Homeward bow I wish I was home for Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits Silently for me Silently for me